Hey, welcome to a Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. Excited about the college season starting last week. And again, so many games, so many upsets right off the bat. Uh, and I think today you're going to really enjoy one of my longtime friends and a heck of a great young coach, Todd Simon from Southern Utah University, who upset Nebraska last week. So after this quick timeout, we'll be back with Todd Simon. Fast Model Sports is the world's most comprehensive, versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and iPad to providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastPro, they have other great programs such as Fast Scout, which helps coaches create clean, professional scouting reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by all NBA and WNBA teams, 85% of Division I college teams, and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills on their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. I'm so excited today. Todd Simon, the head coach of Southern Utah University, is our guest. Todd is a Michigander way back when, and so happy that what he has done in his career to get a head coaching job at Southern Utah, your fourth year there. My friend, you had an amazing win last week. What do you think? Oh, I was excited for our guys. You know, we, we've built this thing up kind of brick by brick, and, and we knew it wasn't going to happen overnight, but as we've kind of every year reached another milestone and, and knocking off a, a Big Ten team on the road uh, was, was gratifying to kind of see the, the fruits of the labor for our players. You know, when, when you have to go in and play in the college level, a guarantee, you know, and for those coaches that aren't at the college level, it means basically you have to raise money for your program. Happens to two-thirds of the college teams in the country. Uh, and basically the home team is feeling they bought a win. That's the purpose of it for them. Uh, how do you get your guys ready to play a game like that? Well, you know, our mindset is, I think the first thing here that we've created with our culture is, is that we can, we can beat anybody, you know, and, 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 and I think the, you know, we have six transfers that have played at that level. And I think they appreciate, how talented we are and the fact that the margin of victory is so small in, in college sports and, you know, but, uh, I don't think they, I think getting over that initial stigma of, of, you know, playing at these uh, bigger venues, you know, not playing, you know, these, these bigger schools that you kind of, they grew up watching on TV, I guess more so. And you get over that, but, the, but also I think you, you get your guys ready just from a, a style standpoint. Well, you know, we're, we're a tough, minded team you know we just drill toughness and i think toughness travels uh you know and, and that's kind of what happened at nebraska is we 
we got down. We didn't, we didn't, we, you know, our guys, I don't think no one blinked, no one sweated, you know, it was, it was, we're going to play better. We haven't made shots, but we will. And, and we're going to just keep getting stops and eventually this thing will turn. And, and that tough mindset is kind of what got us through, uh, you know, overtime. And, and, and when you're playing these games, you know, it's tough to win on the road. I think the five game win percentage a couple of years ago, I think I saw it was like 4.9%. And, uh, wow. so, so, you know, I, I don't know what it is now. I feel like there's a little more parity now. So it'd be interesting to see more at late, you know, statistics lately, but, uh, you know, you're not supposed to win those, and uh, we've got three in the last two years. So uh, it starts with toughness. I couldn't agree more. When, let's talk about your path as a head coach. Uh, we'll go later on to your, you know, your journey. But when you were with David Rose at UNLV, you had a really nice program there, and then all of a sudden he got fired, and about you know, with 17 games to go in uh, a season. As an assistant coach, tell tell our listeners what it's like to take over. With you know, you know, at that time, whether you like it or not, UNLV is a Power Five team at that point. You know, what what was it like to take over? Well, you know, you never want it in those circumstances. You know, that that was sure. such a uh, tough time. You know, Coach Rice is such a good man. Uh, you know, and he's a good friend. You, you know, we we fought like crazy and. And uh, when he gets let go, y'all get let go. You know, you're all in it together. Sure. Uh, you know, so so that from that standpoint, you're going through those emotions, but you're thrust in a situation where uh, you you you've got to do it for the players. You know, I, my big philosophy is you make the main thing the main thing. Uh, and, and at that point in time, it was the players. The players deserved everything that we had. You know, they 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 deserved us to coach them, get them better, get, try to get the thing on the rails and, and do the best we could. And, uh, you know, and that's what we focused on. We had to turn the page, a lot of, a lot of meetings, a lot of one-on-one meetings, you know, player meetings, you know, two guys here. I mean, almost every night it was a, a uh, I'm going to grab these two guys and then this guy and this guy, and, let, and let's get, to, let's go, let's, let's talk about stuff, get stuff off our chest. That's a pressure cooker now. UNLV is a pressure cooker, and uh, yep. your expectations to win the national championship by 31 points, you know, and, uh, and, and you know, whether you like that or not, you better you better uh, find guys that are tough-minded individuals because you'll hear about it. And uh, 18 to 22, there's a lot of emotions going through. You're going through a lot of transition in your life, and uh, so you, you better be able to, to help those guys and communicate and get them on the same page, and, that, and that's what we focused on. Let's, let's – uh, have a good experience for those 17 games. That's fabulous. Todd, when, you know, when you're at the time, you still are, but you know, you're, you're really a young guy and, you know, you know, you had a couple of years removed from then were coaching one of the best prep schools in the country at Finley prep. The difference in age between the guys at Finley and the guys that you're coaching is maybe a year or two. How did that experience help you? you know, as an excellent head coach on a great team at Finley, you know, carry over to UNLV. You know, coach, you make a great point. You hit the nail right on the head because that was everything. I was fortunate, my wife and I, to live with, at one point, 12 players under one roof. And, uh, you know, for, for, you know, six years, you know, we had players with us. And, uh, when you do that, you understand the totality of that. These are human beings. 
these, these aren't guys that these aren't chess pieces. These aren't guys that come in and, and, and work for you. They're not employees. Uh, they're none of the above. They're not there for your benefit. They're human beings. They're kids. Uh, they're guys that, that, that want relationships that want mentorship and, and they, living with these guys, you start to understand well, I, I'm seeing blue and he's seeing red. And, and there's a lot of times where you don't understand why they're seeing red, but you better, you better, you better communicate and figure out and get them to feel a certain way. Otherwise it doesn't matter what you're teaching or what you're coaching or what the scheme is there. There's, you're not going to get the best out of them. And I think that's, that's where this thing starts, man. I think this is where, where coaching begins is, is you get in with your guys, you know, that they love you and you love them and, uh, and they want, everybody wants to be better together. I think that communication piece is is everything, and that was that was paramount in in kind of turning this thing around here. And I think that was paramount to to kind of getting through that season in a tough situation uh, at UNLB. And and uh, there's nothing there's nothing more important than that relationship. You know, uh, you know, I know when you were at Finley and then at UNLV, you coached NBA players, guys that ended up in the NBA. The thing that people don't understand. Um, is that people say, boy, if I had that talent, I'd be a hell of a coach. And I always say the hardest players to coach are the players with the, you know, it's like with the best talent. The, it's like, you know, being a teacher in school, whatever subject you teach, that to teach a gifted student, you better be a great teacher. What's that experience like, either at the prep school or the collegiate level, to coach great players? And what's your secret there? It is. It's a whole different dynamic. Um, you you better know your stuff, and right. you you better know your craft. You know, at, at Finley, and I, you know, I work for you know Michael Pack, who who should be a head coach if there's an AD listening that wanted to make a, 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 a grand slam hire. That's the guy you hired. So I'm telling you right now, uh, he's a star, and and he had an unbelievable presence about him. And uh, we also made sure we knew our stuff. I mean, Finley was essentially a training ground. A teach. It was a it was a limitless classroom, and that uh, we just happened to play games. You know, that was that was what I view, viewed it as. You know, because we we worked. We did skill work. We we incorporated skill work into our practices. We we created a culture where. where the expectation was you work if this is what you want to do. And uh, it wasn't even debated, you know, and, and I don't think that was the norm everywhere, but uh, that was part of it. And these elite players, you're going to have to live. They're different. They're all, <laughs> as you know, everyone has little quirks. And uh, I don't think uh, as much as we all like things to be black and white and, and yes or no, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of gray area to, um, getting through that first barrier of entry in teaching is to open the, open their ears and their minds to hearing what you have to say and understanding that it's important for the development. And, uh, I think that was something that we were very good at. There was getting guys to sacrifice for the greater good. Um, we never had, I mean, I think maybe just at the tail end, we had a guy average 20, but when we were talking about, you know, a guy like uh, Tristan Thompson, number one player in his class at the time, coming off the bench as a junior and, and, and not saying boo about it. I mean, you're talking about major sacrifices. Um, 
And uh, guys were okay with that. We had McDonald's All-Americans coming off the bench regularly um, for the greater good and, and understanding that winning is paramount uh, over the, you know, and then everyone will achieve what they want to win if you trust that, that, that you know, the, the process of winning and, and the whole deal. So that's a big part of it. That's a, that's a huge, huge deal. That's great stuff. We'll be back after this quick timeout for more with Todd Simon. Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. You talked a lot, Todd, about you know player development there's a lot of people that are really at the top of the craft with player development. And the saying says you never can really develop a player until you have a relationship with it, with them, because then you can coach them. Follow, that I know is your philosophy. Would you expound on that a little bit? Sure. You know, I, I think it's, to me, it's true. I mean, cause you, you put even in a, in any setting, you know, these, these guys are, are, very good basketball players. You get a Division One basketball player; they're good at what they've been a star wherever they came from, you know. And uh, you know, all, all, all anyone that's excelling at something or or has a passion, they want to be better at it. And I think some guys a need to be reminded of that, as we all do, as we all get complacent, a little bit of human nature. But I think then, you know, you also have uh, to kind of. You're a little bit of a salesman every day. Like, hey, I'm gonna. This is important. What you're gonna learn today is important, and here's why. You know, and I think once you get that attention, you know, you're they're gonna be that much more effective. And and, and you better rehearse your stuff. You better rehearse it. You know, and that was such a a, a big deal as a young coach. Uh, I better I better go through the steps. I better study this. I better I better really learn the craft because when that moment comes. And you stumble over yourself, or you teach something wrong, and a player doesn't 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 feel it, and they're going to look at you cross-eyed. They might not say it, but you might not get that opportunity to reach them again. Uh, but on the flip side, you know, um, you know, I'm a big two-for-one coach. I'll use this for example. You know, I, sure. I why you know, I work on situations ad nauseum. <laughs> I mean, we are we are I'm big into those. You know, we had uh, a couple two-for-ones come up in this Nebraska game. You know, and we ended up winning in a two-for-one situation where, you know, we're, we're down three. We go and take the quick layup, get a stop, come back, hit a game winner. But in the first overtime, we do the same thing. We miss the quick shot, get a stop, miss the quick shot again at the end of the game. And 
and it goes in overtime. But the the, the, mm-hmm. the fact that they need to see in film, we show them on film, say, here's why you two for one. You're you're you know we're going to get this quick shot in the first, you know early and under a minute because of this. And that that buy-in is so huge, but you better you better back it up, and, and especially with very good players because they want to see why. This generation for sure wants to know why you're doing something before they just blindly trust it. Todd, when you were at UNLV and you took over for Dave, um, you had 17 games. What what were your biggest learnings for yourself? coming out of those to prepare yourself to become a head coach at Southern Utah? Well, the confidence was, you got, yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, one, one thing, I mean, we, we had gone through a situation where uh, we, we, we lost, you know, starting, you know, forward to, to an ACL, you know, about three, four games into that deal. And then we lose our starting five to a knee injury who misses time. And we lose uh, – you know, another big uh, to a, to a torn shoulder, and then we get a, a instantly flags a test score and takes away uh, Derek Jones, who's an NBA player in oh, this wow. game. Our, our our point guard injures his wrist on a shooting hand, so he can't go. You know, next thing you know, we got you know we're playing walk-ons 27, 30 minutes after we just went from the one extreme of having too many players to. All of a sudden, we, we literally had a guy from uh, working a front desk at a hotel join the team uh, for the last two weeks of the season. And, and so the, the extremes, you know, the, the winning doesn't care. Winning doesn't care. Winning doesn't care what you have on the floor. you got to find a way to win. you got to find a way uh, to scheme, to play with what you have. Uh, and that was probably a, a very good lesson right there is you, you can, you better have a rainy day plan of, of attack. You better have a baseline of what you can do to, to be able to compete. If, if X, Y, Z, ABC and D, F all happen, <laughs> you know? So uh, that, that, that was, that was as much of it as anything. And then also being able to get a team to block out noise, you, you know, there's so much outside noise, uh, these days, you know, in a lot of pressure yeah. on these kids. And uh, if you can figure out where you can create a team where it's a sanctuary and the outside noise is managed and you get all that, everyone to trust one another, you can, you can still have, you can still achieve good things. So um, those are some That's very good lessons. So now uh, the season ends. How did the job at Southern Utah evolve for you? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, for, for, I was fortunate, you know, we had a couple looks, uh, a couple different things kind of came up, a couple inquiries, different different jobs that were open. You know, we had kind of a hot start at UNLV and, and uh, you know, certainly I think our recruiting record and, 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 and all of that kind of spoke for itself, um, from, you know, as a, my time as an assistant, you know, so I think there were some, so some opportunities, but the Southern Utah opportunity was certainly very intriguing it was two you know two hours from vegas uh it, it, you know a great arena um sitting in a league um that that was very intriguing to me there's been a lot of coaches come out of the big sky in the last 20 30 years that that have really got to you know turn their craft uh and work on their craft in, in, in a well-coached league which was interesting to me. And, and I had a little bit of a small town feel, you know, I'm, I'm a small town Michigan guy and, 
And, uh, you know, Cedar City's got a little bit of that vibe. And I got young kids. And I said, well, you know what? I really enjoyed the building process, being a part of the Finley building process. And uh, I enjoyed that. And I said, you know what? I like I like building things. You know, I like to create the, the, the buzz and get the fan base going and, and, and brick by brick put this thing together, which... And uh, so this was a situation that felt very much like that. And and, uh, so we jumped in, gave it a try. So, Todd, when when you do take over a program, especially a program that hasn't had maybe the tradition and stuff, you know, everyone now talks about one of the most important things is to hire a head coach, a leader that knows how to build a team and can instill a fabulous culture. The buzzword of coaching is culture now. You really believe it, and you really do it. So what was the part of culture that you – how did you go about putting that together? Because I'm fascinated and driven by culture. Yeah, it, you know, and it's 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 such a all-encompassing term um, that, that really if you start breaking it down, there, there's there's pieces to this thing. There's there's different levels to it. And, and to me – you know, you you got to get everyone going in the same direction, you know, and, and I think there's a, uh, I think there's a, a bit of it that's a, a bit of a sales job. You know, you're going in, and maybe not sales is maybe the wrong word, maybe an ins, ins, inspirational piece to this thing. You, we, you know, we had to get the campus and inspire people as to why Southern Utah basketball needed to be relevant. You know, every, you know, there's, sure, everybody wants to hear, here, go get us wins, and then we'll be interested. But that's not really how it works. You, you know, you really need to inspire people. And this is a door-to-door. This is a beat on the pavement, door-to-door, go to every department, go to the international office, go to admissions, and say, hey, we're going to bring in good guys. And, and we, we, we want you to be a part of this thing. We want, we want... We want this to be a good experience. We want this to be a place where a thousand students come out for every game, and 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 this is something that we become known for. We need to inspire uh, the folks on the ground to 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 want this and and to understand that it's what its benefits are, and uh, that's the first step. And if you can do that, and then you get the right people on your staff that are better consistently, uh, you know, preaching. And, and being your, the biggest advocates for the program, uh, people start coming around, and then your your behavior and your 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 wins and your success and all that stuff, going to class and, and doing all the all the stuff in the community. I mean, eventually, you know, our, our biggest salesman for recruiting and everything else is our players. Yeah, you know, and I tell them, I tell recruits all the time, is talk to them. They'll tell you the, and I want, I'm going to give you all the warts. And I'm going to tell you exactly what what you you know people don't tell you. I'm going to tell all, and they'll tell you it all, and they'll tell you from experience what the difference between they've had in the past, and 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 then you make your right decision. And it's, um, and I think that's really helped. But I think that inspirational piece you got to get everyone wanting it to be good, and then then everyone's looking for solutions, and and, and the barriers are down. You know, I think uh, you're an educator. You're an inspirer, an influencer. Uh, you're, you know, you do all these things. You're a team builder, you're a culture, to, you know, builder. How now? How now? When you do that, does you now say, okay, where am I getting my talent? You're also the chief acquisition officer of talent, <laughs> chief talent acquisition person. 
Where does Todd Simon find players for this beautiful campus and arena at Southern Utah? Well, How do you go about that? You know, we were, you know, and obviously we hadn't had a great tradition, uh, you know, a history of winning, you know, consistently. And, um, you know, and, and people don't, we're a directional Utah school. You know, that's not a mainstream deal. It's a, it's a, it's a budding community community and, and, and a growing school. And, and it's certainly gaining uh, acclaim as, as we grow. But we, you know, we had to start and say our net needs to be around the globe. There is no, we can't pigeonhole and say we can go here and there and let's just, we, we can do that. And, and sometimes the last, last places to get on board are regional, you know, and all of a sudden Utah, maybe to the state of Utah has always been kind of, uh, you know, maybe toward the back of the bus of, of, of its, you know, D1 institutions because of the success of BYU and Utah, Utah State, Weaver State, uh, you know, go down the line. But so for us, it was, it was, you know, just like we did at Finley, I think we had kids from about 30 countries at Finley. You know, we were big in the international thing and those relationships. Uh, and not to mention our, you know, between UNLV and Finley, the 15, 20 NBA players or whatever we had, uh, you know, there's so many more that are playing overseas. And, and they know what we're looking for. They know our mentality. They know the type of guys that we that would succeed here. And, and, and uh, those people help. And, and you just kind of create this network of people that are willing to help. And, uh, and more importantly, willing to say, hey, this is going to be good for you. And I think that's what's happened. We built it through a lot of transfers, a lot of international kids. Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of that goes to, you know, word of mouth and, and uh, you know, hey, you're going to have a good experience here and they're going to make you better at basketball. goes a long way. That goes a long way. After this quick timeout, I want to come back and talk about the style of play and what has captured people's hearts and minds in Southern Utah right now. We'll be right back. Let's hear from our latest sponsor, Max One. Max One is the all-in-one coaching app that allows your team to train, communicate, and stay organized all in one easy-to-use spot. With all these useful features for one low price, I can't emphasize enough the value Max One can bring to your program, especially with the basketball season right around the corner. I know firsthand the importance of keeping your team on the same page as the season reaches its peak. I'm confident Max One can solve these problems for you and keep your program connected to help ensure you're on pace for the most effective season possible. Max One allows you to create individualized workouts for each player on your team with videos attached and deliver them right to your athlete's phone, eliminating spreadsheets and paper handouts and helping your players improve as the season goes on. You can then combine these workouts into an entire in-season program tailor-made to complement all the hard work that your athletes are already putting in during the season. You can even track your athletes' progress on the Max One leaderboards to see the improvement coming from your team, keeping everyone on the team accountable while encouraging a culture of competition. I also know how the calendar feature allows you to keep athletes, parents, and coaches alike as organized as possible. Workout schedules, practices, 
tournament games can all be created via color-coded schedules ensuring your athletes are in the loop with details on whatever events you have throughout the long season. To learn more about how MaxOne can help you run your program this offseason, head to their website at gomaxone.com and schedule a free 15-minute demo with a MaxOne program specialist. As always, mention me, Coach Brendan Sir sent you, and you'll receive a special discount if you decide to purchase. Again, visit www.gomaxone.com right now to schedule your free demo. You won't be disappointed. Back with Todd Simon, Southern Utah University, uh, doing an amazing job there. Great win over Nebraska in double overtime last week, playing all the biggies, BYU. I mean, and, you know, just really developing a fabulous program. When you had to decide, Todd, on a style of play, what went into your thought process? Well, you know, there's always a couple of schools of thought, you know, uh, when, when you take over a program, you gotta, you gotta, make, you gotta answer a question. Do we implement our style of play and, and let the program and the talent grow into your style of play? Or do you adjust your style of play to what you have and, and, uh, what, and, you know, possibly cheat some wins out of your future, you know, in, in regards to uh, implementing, your, implementing your style of play a little bit later. We made a choice that we we're going we're, we're gonna to do what we do. Um, we didn't have necessarily the depth of the horses that, that fit that style. We, we were an up-tempo team. We were always up-tempo. Uh, we're going to score all points, and, and we're an attacking team. And we want to get paint touches, and, and we're going to get in, get up into people with ball pressure, and, and contest shots, and, and give you one shot at it, and all those types of things. Uh, you know, we're going to mix in a bunch of presses, you know, with the you know some zones, and it's, it's going to be we're going to be a little bit of a pain to, to prepare for with some some different things that you're going to see because I think it translates ultimately. Uh, you know, come tournament time, we're, we're we're trying to view this thing as a championship program and uh uh we want to be tough on a on a one-day prep to, to be, get ready for and, and so with that mindset you know we, we we've decided we we're going to play fast even before we were ready to play fast and score you know get up get up and down the floor and and stay on attack we we were we're our dna has been you know we get to the free throw line a whole bunch and and uh we rebound very well and, and that's kind of been a trademark of all of our teams and we're going to kind of kind of continue to do what we do. And as we've gotten, gotten longer and more athletic, which is, the, you know, kind of where we are now, I think it's, I think it's going to build well for us. Tell me about your league. Tell me about the big sky, a uh, very underrated league, a lot of good, as you mentioned, a lot of good coaches, a lot of good players. Tell us about the league. Yeah. Tough league. You know, it's, it's, there's talent, uh, you know, a lot of very good guard play. You know, Damian Lillard came out of this league. And there's guards that can go here. And uh, there's no travel like it in the nation. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> going all the way down to Flagstaff, Arizona, to to the Montanas, you know, where it's minus 40 in, in every, every winter. And, uh, you know. Sounds like a recruiting pitch to me about Montana. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's <laughs> a it's a bear. It's a bear. There's no, there's no, there's no bones about it. I mean, you're, 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 you're in it. You're in it. And, uh, you know, so it, it, that part of it's, that part of it's going to get you battle tested because if you ain't yeah. mentally tough, 
to, to be able to kind of do some of the travel that it requires and then then get up and, and, and give it your all. Uh, and there's and there's pretty good crowds and, and you know at least half the teams in the league are, are, are just very well attended and 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 sports towns. So it's a it's a it's a really it's a neat play it's a neat league. Gosh, you know it's a, it's a really neat league. You get all the styles. Uh, we spend a lot of our time at UNLV trying to force tempo because teams are always trying to take tempo away from us. And and here we get there's some teams that are, that are are going to run with you. But they're also going to have maybe four perimeters on the floor, or you're going to see uh, teams that you know zone, teams that press. I mean, you get the whole spectrum of uh, basketball in this league. That's, that makes it fun. And how many teams in the league, just for our fans that are listening? So we got eleven te- eleven team league, uh, twenty game league schedule. And, wow. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, and we get a, a conference uh, tournament in Boise. So. It's uh, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's pretty. It's a really neat setup. Um, like I said, we have they they've they've done a really good job. Our, our conference tournament was phenomenal last year. Very very you know very well set up and and uh, where do you play in Boise? Where do you play in Boise, Tom? Uh, what the convention center? I believe I think they call it. Um, uh, but it's right downtown and the one downtown. And, uh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yep. In a great so, in a great city, Boise. It great. sure is a great city, great city. Yeah. And fun. It's fun for the fans. You get, you know, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, that part of it's pretty cool. And so we, we we've, it's a, it's a challenging season. It's a challenging season. You, you go through a non-conference here in the big sky and we're not alone in the big sky on, on, you know, maybe a couple teams, uh, that are, you know, that our league aren't, but you're, you're on the road. Like we're in a stretch right now. You're going to Nebraska, BYU at UCLA, at East Tennessee for the Maui mainland, come back for a cup of coffee at Loyal Marymount. I mean, you're, you're, you're road warriors. And, uh, I, I respect the heck out of the players in this league that, 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 uh, they can play anywhere after college basketball. You go through, uh, you know, go through the, this, the grind session that we, that we're in. No, that, that's so important. You have to be mentally tough to play and, and travel like that. Uh, it's pre-NBA all the way, the way they do it. And it helps those guys play in overseas, too. Mm-hmm. It's ready, ready for that and stuff. Uh, so a guy that, when I'm coaching the Pistons, like, you're eight, nine years old, okay? So <laughs> how does someone from, you know, beautiful Michigan that goes to central Michigan, how the hell do you end up out on the West Coast? Well, you know, we uh, graduated uh, there. I was coaching high school basketball. Um, and, uh, you know, had a chance because stayed that and, and been at, at Central Michigan doing some video stuff or, you know, we, but we had to make some choices, you know, wanted to kind of expand the horizons a little bit. And uh, I traveled, traveled quite a bit and, um, had a lot of interest, had a lot of different things going on. And, and, uh, you know, we had made some contacts out in LA and, and it's the one that wanted to, wanted to take a, what, what I called at the time, a little pre-tirement. I wanted to. I wanted to spend time before before I got in the uh, the 40, 40 hour a week ring. Let's, let's go let's go explore a little bit. Let's go see what we could bang on some doors and and uh, peek some you know you know satisfy some curiosities. So that's kind of what we did. I really kind of went out west, started going to a bunch of practices, taking notes, just kind of working on the craft, and you know kind of latched on at Pepperdine. You know, been there it was the closest one to us, but then we were I was fascinated by you know Coach Westfall and. You know, who was, uh, 
you know, so on the other spectrum from watching a lot of Coach Izzo's practices, you know, who's <laughs> the, the home team there. And then you go to, you know, Coach Westfall came from the NBA and and uh, was a, such a great offensive mind, kind of seeing how he did things. And I latched down there. Um, and then ultimately, uh, after a very short time there, you know, you UNLV had a had a had a position of need in their film room, and and kind of slid over there and got a got a got a master's in basketball, doing film for you know a Hall of Fame coach like Lon Kruger, who's the absolute best in the business. I mean, the most underrated, not talked about guy that should be talked about. I would say in in all this in all the all the coaching, he, he's he he taught. Taught a, taught a lot on, uh, just through observing how he handled his program. He, he got people to do things for him because they wanted to, not 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 out of fear, not out of threat. You legitimately wanted to get you pour your soul into whatever role it was uh, for that man because of of because uh, of who he is and how he treated you. And uh, that was a great lesson for for a young coach to observe. Now, Ron is a very special guy and a tremendous coach, and uh, he is, uh, he's a role model in this business, and uh, those are great people that you've been around, and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm just so happy for you, Todd, and what you're doing and uh, at such a young age to be having the success that you are, and nothing like building your own team and program, and so... I'm so, so happy for you and your family and what you're doing. And uh, I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on with us today. And, and I wish you the best of luck this season. Thanks, Coach. It's truly an honor to be on. And, and uh, I'm an avid follower. So I certainly, uh, certainly cherish this and, uh, and appreciate you uh, reaching out and having me on. Well, I look forward to our next visit, Todd. Thanks so much and best of luck this season. Thank you, Coach. Todd is a rising star in our profession. One of the best human beings, what a teacher, what a coach, an inspiration to play for. Follow his team at Southern Utah University. This guy is a flat-out stud. Todd Simon, great, great young coach, and I think you're really good. Look forward to next week when we get back in our full schedule, and you're going to really enjoy some of the podcasts that we have coming up. You're going to be really blown away by some of the guests we have. Till next week, this is The Coach. Brendan, sir.